ora and welcome everyone to the 19th episode of the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by TempoFit. We celebrate all things running in New Zealand. Um, man, we've got a lot of exciting news for you this week. Uh, but before we get that, a little heads up on what is coming up in the show. First of all, um, my name is Hayden Sherman and I am without Hamish Meacham this week. I think he's still recovering from the Rotorua Ekerin to be honest, but... It's just me, um, but he will be joining us for the the training tip where we talk about uh, injuries and how we come back to them, how 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 we come back to the injuries, how we come back from the injuries um, back to running. So, yeah, carrying on from last week's discussion around injuries, um, and then we've got a lot of coverage from the Rotorua Ekerin with Tempo Fit. We took a bunch of teams down to that and had an absolute blast in Rotorua for the weekend. It was such a cool weekend away. And um, but first of all, kicking into a bit of bit of news around the running world in New Zealand, and the biggest one, the bit this is this is massive, massive news. Zane Robertson, our um, one of the one of the twins, of course, Zane and Jake, who went out to to Kenya at age seventeen and started um, training their backsides off. He's just broken the not only the New Zealand 10K road record, which is slightly different from the 10,000 metres, which is on the track. So this is the 10K record. He not only broke the New Zealand record um, and not only broke the Oceania record, he's also got the world lead for the 10K. So he's run 27 minutes and 28 seconds. So absolutely crushing the the previous record which was um i think just over 28 minutes um by a kiwi and also beat craig mottram's oceania record by almost 30 seconds so that is that is a really really solid performance and i did a little digging around on to the old trusty mcmillan running calculator and plugged in what that 10k time means so 27 28 for the 10k corresponds to a marathon time of around 208. Now, put that into context, Rod Dixon's New Zealand marathon record is around 208. I can't remember what it is in seconds, but it's 208 something set in 83. Um, so that's a record that I would love to see go down and I know Zane has aspirations of going onto the roads and into the marathon and and to be honest like that's where his 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 future really lies like as far as being able to compete on the on the world stage and being having that kick at the end of a race um you know we see guys like Mo Farah um well Mo Farah <laughs> there's not many other guys like him but you know he's got that incredible speed over 1500 meters which means you add a good engine to that and he's going to blast away and, and take the win um in a 5k and a 10k um so you you kind of need that real real all out speed for the 1500 um, in order to succeed at the the real top end, so we're talking getting medals at major world events, um, and of course Zane got bronze in the five k so at the Com Games last year. But once you get up into the Olympic Games, you know, sure you've got already got Kenya and and the Brits at the Com Games, but um, you add in the rest of Africa, the rest of Europe, America, and yeah, competition gets a little bit steep. So I guess what I'm saying is. He has proven himself um, more than enough over the 5 and 10K and it really sets him up to 
to say, look, I can genuinely compete in the marathon, world champs, um, marathon majors. We just saw it the weekend as well. Moving on to the next news item. Um, sh- the Chicago Marathon was only one in, I think it was like 211. Um, and so as far as world majors, that is a, a comparatively slow time. So, um, I mean, comparatively, it's all relative, of course, but often Chicago's one in sort of 204, 205, um, but they've dropped pacemakers. Um, so as far as being able to compete with those guys, um, it, it really sets it up like, Look, that that twenty seven twenty eight is is equivalent to you know to to oh eight, and of course those predictions don't mean that you can do it, but it certainly means that you've got that uh, that pedigree to to do it and and start competing with the big boys. So, bring it on, Zane. Well, well done, mate. You you really are inspiring us all. And um, man, keep up the great work. Can't wait till your brother's back in the mix with it as well. Um, so Chicago Marathon, uh, we had a couple of Kiwis running over there. So Daniel Wallace popped out a really impressive 2.19, just dipping under 2 hours 20. Um, and he finished 17th, and he was over the moon with that performance, and so he should be. I think that's a... Um, when when I heard he was going, I was kind of thinking, yeah, low 220s for a debut marathon would be pretty awesome for for Dan. But he's gone and, and yeah, ducked under that 220 mark, which is a, a, another huge result. Also, Sasha Daniels was just inside the top 100 um, and with a 235 marathon. And then we also had Karen Lockyer, who um, pulled out a, a really fantastic 249 um, to finish third in her age group as well, 31st woman home. So, yeah, great running, everyone. I'm sure there are some other Kiwis uh, racing over in Chicago as well. I've run that marathon before. It is a really good one. And definitely, if you want to run a world marathon major, it's one of the easier ones to get into. You don't need a lottery entry. Um, just log on on the day that um, entries open up, and it usually stays open for a few days. So, um Definitely check that one out. Um, also, just down the road, well, a little bit down the road, in Boston, um, the Boston Half Marathon, we had Mary Davies, um, who is on the comeback trail after having just missed out on a spot in Rio. Uh, she did a half marathon in pretty pretty tough conditions, finishing fifth in one seventeen. So that's awesome, Mary, and hopefully we can see you um in in the world champs next year i think she's targeting i want to say it's the austin half um, marathon which is usually yeah it's one anyway it's one of the winter um marathons in the u.s and so she's hoping to get a qualifier for the world champs um yeah so that would be great to see her next year lining up on the world champs um in other news we had Oh yeah, the the Araki Mount Cook Marathon down south. Now the results are really tricky with this one to work out who's actually come first. And um, from what I can tell, this is a this is a bit of a, an amazing result, really. Um, so the reason the results are hard to follow is because they're all broken up into age groups and gender, so you can't actually tell the overall overall winner. Um, but scanning down through the results, it looks like we had Bill Richardson, who, according to these results, is in the 60 to 69 male category, age group category, and he ran 254. 
So if someone can confirm this for us, because that is a phenomenal time, not only to uh, to run that time as a 60-something-year-old, but also just to win an outright marathon in New Zealand is crazy. It's so amazing. And I, I don't know, I know this is a road marathon, but I don't know what sort of undulations, hills you you hit around, around the course. Um, it's not as hilly as the name suggests, I know that for a fact, but certainly 254 on, through the Southern Alps, even if you are on road, sounds like a really fast time. So if someone can confirm, um, A, is Bill Richardson in the in his 60s? And um, B, did he actually win the race? Because that is a phenomenal result regardless. And from what we can also tell in the ladies' event, um, it looks like it was Tony Smith, um, who was in the 50 to 59 age group. Um, taking away um, the win, so in 3.59. So that looks like a really scenic run. It's it's one of several in New Zealand who claim to be one of the most scenic races in New Zealand. But heck, we're in New Zealand. It's going to be scenic almost no matter where you run. So um, the other big news, of course, was the Rotorua Ekaden, and we're going to jump straight into coverage of this now. Uh, but first of all, I just wanted to point out the 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 top three top three teams so uh in first place we had team ck coaching so that's craig kirkwood um legendary uh endurance athlete from from tauranga and so him and his team pulled off the race record in 224 uh, really fantastic so the the Ekaden, for those who don't know it's a marathon distance relay so your team as a team does a marathon but it's broken into six different legs and so most of the people in in the race are dressed up in all sorts of crazy costumes which you'll hear about shortly um so it makes it a super super fun event um seeing hot dogs and like winnie the pooh running down <laughs> running down the marathon course in rotorua it's very very classic um and i definitely encourage people to get along but up at the pointy end, we definitely had a few people who were, who were going after some fast times. So um, obviously Craig Kirkwood um, and his team pu- pulling off the win. And I think they did the fastest lap times on every single lap. Um, but four minutes back from them was the sports lab team from Auckland, who, little plug for them, they, they are amazing physios. Vaughan Craddock there, he, um, he will definitely get you sorted if you've got any running injuries. So go and see them. Um, and then 10 minutes back in 2.38 was our, our Tempo Fit team, so, which I, I was um, a part of. And we actually, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit in the coverage, but we had a great battle with the Podium Paces team just over the last 5K. We came, came into that last leg together. Um, and then we had two really equally matched runners um, going toe to toe. Um, so that was a great result, just three seconds separating the two teams. So um, full props to Michael Davidson on our anchor leg. He came home. Um, he's a former sort of 400, 800 runner. Um, so he used that big kick to to just hold on to, to that third place. So it was a really fun weekend. So let's jump straight into coverage of the Rotorua Ekaden. Rotorua Ekaden has begun, the fancy dress entrants are off, 
and in 10 minutes time we'll be off as well. Catch you soon. So our lead out man, Alan James, how are you feeling? Pretty good, lovely sunny day, so it should be a good run. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit cool, but probably perfect conditions, really. Oh, I don't mind, uh, I, I prefer it hot, but yeah, when, yeah. as long as it's not into my face, it'll be fine. Yeah, nice. Cool. Now, obviously, we're not dressed up. Are you wishing that you had uh, some sort of dress-up Pooh Bear costume or...? That is a 100% categorical no. Okay, yeah, sweet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're not wearing a grass skirt and coconut bras, personally. Uh, less chafing. Now, um, what do you think are our chances um, today? There's some pretty uh, tough competition. Well, before today I would have thought top three was achievable, but now there's some top tens here. I'm just hoping for top five. Yeah, yeah. So maybe top ten. Who knows? See yeah. you on the day. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's definitely some fast runners about, but it, it really comes down to how much depth I've got, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it'll be loads of fun anyway. So over here I've got um, Houting, who's going to be number two. Yeah. How are you feeling ahead of your first rider at Ekaden? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. I, I reckon I've got this down. Uh, I, I, may, I, I reckon I can do it in a pretty good, um, a pretty good time. So. Uh, yeah, nice. Have, yeah. have you got a game plan in, in place or are you just going to try and um, hunt down some people in front of you? I mean, first of all, Alan is going to get me into a good position. Yeah. And then for the second leg, it's just up to me to, you know, to, to beat all the other runners in their ass. Yeah, so, yeah. that's my go. Oh, nice. Well, join us. Uh, we're going to be giving you updates throughout the race. So, stay tuned. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. So, unfortunately, we had some, some problems with our our audio during the actual Ekaden. Um, so, a bit gutted back in the studio and there, there's just a little bit too much noise going on. Um, a little bit of a buzz going on with the recorder. So, um, sorry, we've we've kind of missed most of the the middle stages of the race. But I can tell you, it was riveting, riveting. Um, it was incredible. Um, but of course, you'll never know that because it was, um, yeah, un, unsuitable for the for the show. But um, yeah, super exciting, and we've got a little interview with with Michael Davidson at the end of our race. So we'll go straight to that now. Uh, so Michael Davidson, you uh, you came through, got us the third place with a storming finish, pulled back into into third place after he passed you early on. How was the run? Um, it was felt really good for the first kilometer, then it kind of started hurting. Yeah. Um, but because I slowed down a bit, I was able to kind of dig deep for the last little bit, and I had something left. And that 800 meter background kind of helped. Yeah, yeah, it kind of helps. We, we told them that you're an X400, 800 runner. Um, and so it definitely made the difference in the last little bit with the finishing sprint. Oh, yeah, I just, I mean, I could have gone really slow in that. That last 200, 300 metres would have killed me. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still feeling it. It's about five minutes later. So, yeah. And how was that tight corner just towards the end? A few 90 degree turns? Um, it was kind of hard to see, but it was good. You guys were running beside me, so I knew exactly where to go. I was a little worried, though, because I thought you guys were the other runner. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, um, I didn't have anything else beyond that. So now we've got uh, we all got medals from um, from finishing. Does anyone know what the Japanese symbol is on it? I actually do. Here we um, go, Hauteng. It says it actually has multiple meanings. Oh, but um, 
It's a letter. It's, I mean, it's, it's an alphabet um, in, in both Japanese and Chinese. Yeah. And it means, basically what it means is to be strong. Oh, nice. Be strong. That's and very cool. Because yeah. I once bought a t-shirt that said, I'm a stupid American in Japanese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, just covering my bases with that one. All right, well, well done, team. Um, congratulations for an incredible third place, and let's go and um, cheer on the rest of our Tempo Fit crew. Yeah, Very nice. Woo. All right, so the 2016 Rotorua Ekerden was an absolute blast. We had two teams taking out the, well, beating the previous course record, um, and we had, yeah, a, a bunch of our Tempo Fit teams. Half of them were dressed up, half of them were, were more sort of, more gunning for a, for a time and a place, um, but man, it was such a blast. So I'd, I'd encourage everyone, you know, if you've got um, workmates, if you've got clubmates, just fellow runners, um, book this into your, your diary for next year because it really is such a fun event. You've got hot pools afterwards, Rotorua's got heaps of accommodation, and it does make a very cool uh, social weekend away without much pressure um, to you know, run a marathon early in the morning or something. I think we started at, what was it, like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. So, you know, it's a, a bit of a sleeping in comparative comparison to the Auckland Marathon. But, yeah, definitely lock this one in. And before we jump to training talk, there's a little result that we missed earlier in the show, um, and that was Paul Martelletti at the Yorkshire Marathon over in the UK. Um, I think he's done three or four marathons this year it, it's been crazy he was hoping to qualify for the Rio Games uh, you might remember there's a little um, he put in a little claim to a, a little dispute to see if, if he could um, you know because he was within a, a whisker or 30 40 seconds or so of meeting the qualifying time um, back in in April or May, um, but he's run another sub two twenty, so he's done two nineteen at the Yorkshire Marathon. Um, so well done, Paul Martelletti, uh, representing New Zealand over there in the UK. Keep it up, mate. Here we go, training talk. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed our our Rotorua Ekerden, um coverage. Yeah, a bit of a live remote feed something like that yeah, yeah yeah we're recording this in advance so we're not too sure how it will go um i think it would have gone really well yeah i, I think d- it would have looked really good in your coconut bra oh god <laughs> in yeah, your grass yeah. skirt I, I i i'm gonna play ball on this one yeah. and, and and wear whatever i get given but yeah. traditionally especially in a workplace setting i'm really well known as being the grinch when it comes to this sort of stuff <laughs> like i i just don't want to play along like i'm not much for kind of tv Classic, stuff yeah. and yeah but yeah, the tempo fit people are so lovely that yeah, I'll I'll wear whatever you give me, yeah. and you can laugh at me as my tummy jiggles <laughs> down the road, and I try and hold five minute k's. But yeah, I'm yeah. Pr- I'm pretty sure it is just a a tempo fit t shirt, grass skirt, and a lay. Okay, so that's pretty safe. That's not too bad. Yeah, we'll we'll find out next week. That. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we're here to talk about um, we'll have a training talk, and yeah. so today we're going to discuss coming back. From injury. injury. And so, you know, this is it's a topic that I find interesting as a coach um, yeah. because, you know, it, physios and doctors love them. They're great. They patch us up and help us out whenever we get hurt. But often <coughs> as a coach, the advice <clears throat> that my athletes get from physios and doctors 
this is dangerous ground here um yeah. <clears throat> it's often well it's black or white it's yeah. like you're injured rest you can run run yeah and so it's that's what i get and 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 as a coach um and even as an athlete we realize that things aren't black and white and there's this huge gray area and yeah. lots of stuff that you can do in between and so yeah. <clears throat> i the one that particularly grates me or grinds my gears is the 10 percent rule yeah um and you know, most doctors um or physios when you're coming back from an injury they'll prescribe you the 10 percent rule and they'll give you something like you know go for a five minute run to start with yeah and and then add 10 percent on yeah, top of that next and, run and yeah. and if you take the 10 percent rule to its zenith it's going to take you about six months <laughs> to get back to any sort of a meaningful well, um, especially if it's every week, week which yeah, is what it's supposed to be it is it? No, yeah 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 and so you know if you start running five minutes three times a week and then add 10 percent to that it will, five minutes 30 the next yeah week. yeah yeah so it, it really does become silly um yeah. so you know we've got to preface this by saying we're not sports injury experts but i guess we have both um coached and supported runners and been runners ourselves who have come back from injuries yeah yeah so yeah. hayden what are your thoughts in terms of making a sensible return to running not just in terms of how you step up your mileage but how you adjust the cross training and the strength training and yeah all yeah. of that good yeah, stuff totally so you need to have that um that cross training that other athletic stuff going on this mm. work in the gym or on the bike in the pool um, and then you just slowly start adding some running and walking on the start of that. So mm. you might have a one-hour session. You start it with a walk-run. So it might be a 20-minute walk with, with some short runs in there, depending on the injury and depending how, how bad it is, how long you've been laid off. Yeah. But that's generally a good way to do it. Then jump in the pool, uh, finish your workout in the pool, and then yeah. just gradually shorten the, the, that cross-training element, increase the running element. Yeah. Um, and as far as the 10% rule goes, I usually add five minutes of running every run. Mm -hmm. um, so you, that first one might just be five minutes, yeah. again, depending on the injury. and um, But then take the next day off come back and do 10 minutes worth of running yeah and that might be spread across five efforts of two minutes yeah then another day off up to 15 minutes yeah another day off up to 20 until you get to about sort of 30 30 to 40 minutes worth of running and then you can start uh going back to the usual flow of a week having a longer run which yep. is, might be 50 minutes a shorter run which might be 25 30 minutes and yep. then then you get into the swing of things where you can have back-to-back -back days and yeah um yeah back into it like that so I, I really like and i really agree with what you're saying and and i guess just to one of my philosophies that i've stolen from a coach i respect is an american coach called dan um faff yep. Paff, i don't know how you say his last name um he's actually a like a sprint multi-event kind of power coach yeah big name yeah yeah um he's had a lot to do with the ascension of of the uk athletics program he's consulted to them for a cool. number of years and one of the things that he said that really stuck in my mind is plan a is plan a and so you you have your training plan yeah if you have to switch to plan b it needs to be as close to plan A as possible. Cool. And so what you don't do is go, oh, I've got an injured, so I'm doing a base phase, so I'll go and work out 
five times in the gym and you know get my bench press one rm really high or yeah, yeah. you know learn how to <laughs> do um olympic lifting or something you know if plan a is to run for an hour every day then plan b should be best case scenario aqua jogging or in a you know um, a underwater treadmill or a bike for an hour every day and then you know bringing plan b back to plan a as as close as possible so you talked about you know walking or running for a little bit before so mm. if you were to run for an hour in plan a then plan b might be to run for 15 minutes and then jump in the pool and finish with 45 minutes aqua jogging yeah so and it, that sounds really simple but in practice that's vastly different from what most people do when they're coming back from an injury yeah they do what's um what's easiest and they often like to avoid what they've been doing in plan a because you know plan a caused the injury so i'll go to plan z which is the complete opposite <laughs> it's not what you want to do plan a needs to be as close yeah or plan yeah, b I like that. yeah yeah mm. yeah totally um yeah and, and i think like going back to what physios and doctors often say it, it is either that very small incremental yeah. change or it's that the big okay you're good to go go yeah. back in, straight back into your half marathon yeah. training so there's a middle ground there that yeah and it's it's, it's understandable because it, someone like a physio especially if they don't have a running background yeah they'll see that you have an overuse injury so let's say um achilles tendonitis yeah mild achilles tendonitis which is an injury that you can run through to a certain extent if you manage it really well a physio quite rightly we'll just say okay take three weeks off yeah because yeah. it'll get better in three weeks yeah. but if you've got a marathon in six weeks that's a terrible idea yeah and the yeah. fact is you know if you speak to a physiotherapist like vaughn craddock who comes from a running background or Stephen let and let them understand what your goals are and where you're heading you know certain a lot of injuries are really manageable and you can still run yeah um with the injury if you you know apply the right passive yeah. modalities and the right rehab programs so and what you find you know, with the achilles the movement of the running actually gets the blood flowing from the calf muscles yeah that pumps the blood down into the achilles and helps that active yeah. recovery um yeah in a in an area of the body that doesn't get much blood flow otherwise yeah. so yeah yeah there's lots of things like that yeah yeah um, it, is, it is you know it's really understandable when a doctor or a physio just you know makes a blanket statement two weeks to off and take two weeks off um but yeah. you know this is the beauty of of having a coach who hopefully has some experience and and some yeah. knowledge around these things you know and if you get that diagnosis um i would get a second opinion go to yeah. the physio down the road ask them if they are a runner mm. um you know they might say they do sports physio but yeah that's what, they what say. does that mean <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um so they need to have done running physio mm. and preferably have been a runner themselves yeah um and get their yeah get that second opinion because yeah. i've sent runners to sort of three different physios had three different um approaches to the the recovery so yeah 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 very um, good shop around yeah definitely and and you know i guess talking about what we talked about last week it is such a huge benefit in keeping that positive mindset yeah. Um, and one other thing I would add is, is if you're part of a group, um, there's there's some really good academic evidence um, that you, there can be a, quite a negative effect if you isolate yourself from the group. Yeah. So if you're part of a, a group that regularly runs on a Sunday and then goes for a coffee, 
Um, you know, you might not be able to run on the Sunday, but you probably can go for a bike ride or something. Bike there, meet them for a coffee afterwards, stay connected totally. with the group. That psychologically is going to yeah. help a huge amount. Yeah, good point. And, and the evidence really strongly suggests that it'll actually help you recover better as well. Whereas if you're yeah. down at the pool by yourself, no one else is there, you yeah. can begin to feel isolated and, and you can be, begin to self-identify as, you know, that runner who's always injured and never gets to run. So yeah, I agree. You're yeah. not you're not that person. You're, you're that person who's out there doing it, getting better every day. So yeah. it's about... And, yeah, and, and what I'd add to that as well is just being really patient, not... not flying back into that mileage again you can't actually yeah. pick up your training plan where you we left off no definitely you do need not. that um that slow ramp back into it you do uh, and i i'll add to that <laughs> as well so coming back from an injury those first few runs you'll be like oh i feel so unfit you're yeah. not it's a trick yeah. you do not especially if you've done any form of cross training you hang on to your fitness really really well coming back your first few runs you inevitably won't feel as good. It's just your body playing a trick on you. You've got to trust the training that you've done. Yeah. And and it's trust. It's like a little bit yeah. of ice just forms on the top of your fitness. And yeah, you just it does. Gotta crack that's, that ice. That's a really yeah. good analogy. And and you know, a couple of weeks of regular running, even if it's not back at your peak mileage, will get you back to the fitness you are at in yeah. no time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Switch the GPS off and just go to time. And, oh yeah. Um, and just let that fitness work itself back into form by itself. Definitely. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining the show. We will be back again next week, so happy running. Take care.